The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So what's up? I agree. Got anything to talk about? Oh, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hello, welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is your Panthers NFL free agency and draft pick change swap edition. This is Brian joined by John as always. John, how you doing? Uh, I'm good, Brian. Just, you know, like trying to keep up with all the stuff going on. It, it, things. it has been a lot, hasn't it, since the beginning of last <laughs> week? Or Yeah. Yeah, uh, Friday was the trade and then kind of a nonstop then, right, Friday? Yeah, it was Friday because I was um good segue actually. So I was <laughs> so I was just getting off work. I got off work early on Friday, which the entire I probably worked like fifty hours in the, the the first three or four days of the week. So I was happy to get off a little early. And uh, you know, there was talk about what quarterbacks the Panthers were talking about all week, blah, blah, blah. And then my fantasy football group chat, I get tagged literally like eight times consecutively in like a 30 second span i'm like what the fuck are they talking about and sure enough i see that they're talking about that the panthers traded for the first overall pick and i went on csr twitter just well first of all i went on twitter just to verify it wasn't bullshit but um i remember tweeting exactly there's no way next tweet there's no way and then (laughs) Then I and then all of a sudden I was like, not DJ Moore, because that was the one that really hurt. Like I was happy to hear yeah. that they made an aggressive trade like that. Then I heard DJ Moore was on the list, and I was like, no, right? <laughs> oh no! What about you? What was your experience <laughs> yeah. Friday? Um, it it was an initial. I think it was initially confusing, like yours was, where um, I just kind of like I saw people's reactions first. So I was just like, I saw the CSR chat and then, uh, 
a couple like tweets or something and it was just like what's going on i'm like what is everybody talking about and yeah. then <laughs> I, like, and then i like because i i was seeing stuff like in my notification bar right like i was seeing like mm-hmm just like snippets of things that like people were saying but they were like replies and they were cut off because it was stuff that was just like in the notification bar and stuff and i was like what like what's everybody talking about like did i I, I miss something because i was just like finishing up work and i was like oh dang like that's that's a big deal and then like you uh sad about the dj Moore element of it but also it's just kind of like you gotta you gotta give something up to get something so i i get it and then i'm kind of like rooting for Justin Fields, so I'm kind of cool with how that helps Justin Fields. Like, at least DJ Moore is going to an easy place to continue to root for him. Yeah, he's not going to a team that we already despise. Like the Bears, I don't right. think we really have any beef with the Bears. I mean, I know we we swapped we swapped defensive Olsen. ends for a few years, like between yeah and Greg Olson and <laughs> Julius Peppers played there for a little bit, and then we got Jared Allen from him when uh, the Panthers ended yeah. up going to the Super Bowl. So overall, you know. There was that one period of time where we just seemed to make trades back and forth, like back in like the late yeah. 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never had beef with them, but yeah, I got to love that, that five o'clock breaking news. Oh, the Panthers just changed the entire draft on a Friday. It's like, thanks guys. Really appreciate you doing that on a Friday on a Friday evening. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot, but like, the thing that's been funny too is like uh breaking the news to people over the course of the next couple of days because uh not everybody i guess like like my girlfriend's family who are panthers fans but don't mm-hmm. her dad follows it closely so he knew about it and he was mad he didn't think we should have traded dj Moore. but uh I, like i saw i saw them like on saturday and i asked her sister i was like see that we the panthers traded dj Moore, and she's like what no and she like looks like she's about to cry oh. and then oh, I was like, oh no yeah and then, uh and like the next day we were talking and i was with her family again and i said something to her mom about it and she's like what no what happened i was like how did you guys not hear about this <laughs> even just like on the news and, yeah uh, it was so we had to keep repeatedly break the news that we traded for dj Moore, and then they're like why would we do that it's like for the number one pick it's like but dj's good it's like you don't understand. Like it's very hard to get the number one pick in the NFL draft. It's very important. You gotta, you gotta make some sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, as a quick side, as a quick aside on that, the uh, the Colts were in were in the running for that trade as well, and uh, they didn't trade their wide receiver. So it sounds like DJ Moore was the uh, was the thing yeah. that pushed it through. Um, just a quick little thing that was I thought was kind of cool um, on the Chicago. SB Nation side, Windy City Gridiron. Um, one of their writers, Greg Gabriel, I guess he's someone who has some kind of uh, insider access or he's like talked to mm-hmm. Peter King and stuff like that before. And basically, I read this article and he basically said the way that Poles, their GM, was talking during the during the combine made yeah. it sound like they had a deal on the table and it sounds like it was the Panthers mm-hmm. where they... Uh, where they the Panthers put their trade out there, and then the Bears kind of explored elsewhere, and then ended up being the Panthers who, who ended up winning out. So I thought that was interesting that the Panthers basically yeah, walked mean, into the combine and were like, "This is our deal, take it." Right. Yeah. So and and yeah, it, I think the deal for the number one from to go from nine to one, obviously losing DJ Moore is the big, uh, like immediate sting. Right. But in terms of draft compensation like it's not really all that much 
No, it's not terrible. I mean, they they only gave up another first round pick next year's first. Um, they did have to give up a second round pick this year, which was the late second round pick hmm. in the '60s for the Christian yeah. McCaffrey trade. So that was good. They retained the 39th overall pick. Um, and then the next second round pick is until 2025. So, or 20, yeah, yeah, I want to say it's 2025 for that one. Yeah, it's 2025 second round pick, yeah. Yeah, so they kind of spread the the hit out over the course of several mm-hmm. years. Like, obviously, had, next year is going to suck the worst because they're not going to have a first round pick. But biggest thing is, pro- is definitely DJ Moore, and it yeah. sucks to see him go. I always liked Moore. Um, replacing him is not going to be easy, but if they get the quarterback that they they wanted, then it, the CMC trade and the DJ Moore trade together kind of help facilitate that, and it ends up paying off, I would think, if they right. draft a good quarterback. And for to kind of add context to it, the, the 49ers traded up to the third pick from the 12th. So pretty mm-hmm. similar jump, but a less valuable like landing spot with the third pick. Yep, and they traded uh, the the fir- the third their their twelfth pick at twenty twenty two first twenty twenty two third and a twenty twenty three first. Yeah, so like kind of replacing DJ Moore or replacing one of those additional firsts with DJ Moore, but then they also um, so otherwise it's so I think it's a pretty comparable deal. So I don't know if you can really say. Oh, it's even maybe better because they cleared ten right. million in cap space as well just by dealing DJ Moore. Right. So, so yeah, so there's, it's not like, it's a lot, but, and I know people like to use the, the like trade value chart thing, but that's not how real life works all the time. Um, especially at the top of the draft when you're talking about getting quarterbacks. So I think, I don't think you can, you can maybe, I don't know. I think that you could make valid complaints about if you don't like the quarterbacks enough to, for the Panthers to do that, which I have a, my own qualms with, or like, you don't like the idea of trading up that far, but if, you know, analyzing it in terms of like what they paid to get what they got back, like, I think it's pretty on par with what you'd expect. Or you should. And I agree. And the biggest difference between that pick and the Niners pick is that the Panthers secured their control of the draft where the Niners were still at the mercy of whoever was picking first and second. So I think that needs to be factored into the draft uh, calculation as well that they weren't just securing a higher pick, a much higher pick. They were securing the highest pick. So right. that's how I feel about it. I mean, I'm not going to hate it until the quarterback proves that he wasn't, he doesn't, he didn't deserve to be picked there for now. Yeah. I'm just going to sit back and say, you know what? I'll just watch it and try to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, I know people want to keep kicking. I've seen a lot of stuff about kicking the can down the road because next year's quarterback class is actually supposed to be good, which happens every year. I think. Um, mm-hmm. every year, the next year's class is supposed to be better. Um, yep. but you know, and the Panthers probably won't be great next year, but you know, and I think, but Reich and Fitterer both have said this, like you don't have many opportunities or guarantees that you're going to be in a position to get a quarterback. And so even if you think like Caleb Williams is better next year or like, uh, what's the dude's name from UNC? may oh, like yeah um mm-hmm. like even if you think those guys could be better one you don't know what's going to happen to them next year and two like there's no guarantee you're in a spot to pick them so like if you're like oh we'll just get one next year and then you overachieve or 
end up with like the 10th pick and there's like four quarterback needy teams ahead of you. It's like, well, dang, now we can't get, now we can't get a quarterback this year either. And you're kind of stuck there. So I, I appreciate the aggression. Like now's our chance. We got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And I did like them doing it before free agency kicked off. Cause I think it kind of, it helped the bears number one, which is, which is why it probably wasn't as bad of a trade as we, as we may have thought it would have been because they, because the bears did say that the deal would be a lot better for if a team made a trade before free agency. So now, yeah, now the Panthers know, knew what they were going into free agency looking for. So yeah, overall, not, not upset about the trade sucks to see JJ Moore go. Cause I really like him, but I guess we'll see what happens. So yep. would you um, like to move? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. What are you going to say? I was just saying, would you like to move on to the free agency news, or was there anything else you wanted to add on that uh, regard? I guess we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it more depth, but just like right up front, who do you want the Panthers to take? I think CJ Stroud. Yeah, he seems to be the popular pick. It just I, seems I like he he's just the the guy where I don't see anything wrong with him yet. Um, like, yeah. I like Bryce Young. If they took Bryce Young, I wouldn't be upset. Um, He's just small, which there have been a lot of people yeah. out there, especially short people, who have been telling me that that's not a big <laughs> deal. Um, so I I would be okay with either of them, but I think C.J. Stroud seems to be the no-brainer there because I feel like he I feel like he's exactly the he kind of fits the mold of what Frank Reich would be looking for. Um, mm. Wouldn't be upset with Anthony Richardson. I would be skeptical because i feel like he's not the kind of player you take it number one overall i don't think he's polished enough yeah. but walker brought up maybe they trade back to the third overall pick and take richardson there then maybe i might be okay with it but my pick is stroud yeah same it's just like you said he just has he checks like every box is in a quarterback so and he looked to... really good at the combine he looked really good and he uh you know for all the criticism he gets for you know, having this like all world cast of wide receivers and playing for Ohio state that just beats up on the big 10. Um, he had like his best games in their bowl games and stuff against their yeah. toughest competition. Like he, he, he rises to the occasion and like, he like was really good against Georgia. He was really good in the Rose bowl against Utah the year before. Um, he was good against Michigan, even though they lost, like he, he plays well against the good teams too. It's not like he just, pads his stats against right competition and then uh he's not beating then, the shit out of them yeah <laughs> yeah so and then yeah so i but yeah cj stroud's the guy i want to um we just have like six weeks to wait and figure it out yeah it's gonna be a long wait unfortunately <laughs> especially once free agency ends it's gonna just be a long wait after that especially because we are we are making so we are wheeling and dealing there won't be a lot of like we'll be done with our free agency stuff pretty quick at this rate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're checking off a lot of boxes already. I don't know. And there's not, this isn't a particularly strong free agent class either. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of the big moves have already been made, but aside from wide receiver, I know that's going to be something they're, they have to address that before the draft. They have to, right. There's no, yeah, way. they have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think, I, I think you try to pick one. Like yeah. you're really happy if one that you like is there for the in the, but that second round pick, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, 
obviously don't go like reaching for stuff. But I think that would, in a perfect world, they get their quarterback at uh, one, and then one of those kind of second tier wide receivers is there mm-hmm. in the in the thirties to get. I would agree. That would be my uh, my target as well. Or even if they they trade back in like the second round, like the high second round, move back, get another third round or something like that. Yeah. I would think you you draft two wide receivers if you don't sign more than if you don't sign. I would think you either sign at least two or you draft at least two in this uh, off season. Yeah, you gotta just take take some shots. Yeah, because the only real locks that I see on the roster right now are Shy Smith and uh, Terrace Marshall. I don't really see any locks anywhere else as far as uh, people you keep. Right, but... and those aren't guys that you're like. That's fine. Yeah, Marshall Marshall flashed last year, but he's I would say at best wide receiver three on if DJ Moore's still around. So yeah. yeah it's it'll be interesting. <laughs> it'll be very yeah. interesting. It'll be fun for the new new faces to, to pick up, which we are I guess we'll we'll start with the signing that hasn't been made yet, at least as of the time of this recording, and it probably isn't yet even like on Wednesday, but Adam Thielen's here. Yeah, Adam Thielen will be visiting. Um, let me find the tweet real quick. Adam Thielen cool. is there. Yeah, they're going to expected to host the former Vikings wide receiver on a visit on Wednesday. So, yep. yeah, and vi- visits more often than not, especially with like not high name free agents, tend to be visit Charlotte to sign a contract type mm-hmm. of thing so i think it's you know pretty high odds that not hot like i wouldn't like say it's a done deal but i think it's the pretty it's pretty significantly likely that he'll end up signing here now adam thielen is not like adam thielen of five years ago but he is a name no. and he is a reliable player still so that's yeah i, I mean even if you have. even if you play him like almost exclusively as a slot receiver i think he'll have a he'll have quite a role for the panthers mm-hmm. whether whether it's the rookie quarterback or the quarterback they just signed that they are supposed to sign yeah. in the coming days as well. So Thielen would be a really good addition, I think, and a nice security blanket for whoever ends up playing under center for the Panthers in 2023. Yeah. Like he hasn't had a thousand yards since 2018, but he's average, like he was close, close in 2020. And he's been like a 700 yard receiver the last two years. And one of those, years well, you have- so like he's like, you have to remember too. He was playing alongside uh, Stephon Diggs and then Justin Justin Jefferson the last several yeah, years. Yeah, so he wasn't really their number one guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of <laughs> ball hogs. You got to play with some ball hogs, so you know it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Adam Thielen will be good. Before. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Before we get into more of the signings, just to address them real quick, the Panthers did restructure a few people um, prior to all this. They restructured Austin Corbett, their guard from last year. They restructured Taylor Moten. They restructured Xavier Woods. 
Um, and they gave Shaq Thompson a basically a one-year extension to restructure his deal as well. So they freed up a bunch of cap space to be able to attack a little bit in free agency. Um, I know some people were a little upset that the Panthers decided not to move on from Shaq Thompson entirely because he had a $24 million cap hit that's been reduced by $5 million instead of just, you know, dropping most of that and by cutting him. But, you know, you, you kind of need veteran defensive players. Yeah, Shaq's not like, uh, you know, super elite linebacker or like a top tier linebacker. But you, you know, not all of your players can be elite players. You do need to have just players that are regular good. And um, yeah, it's also there is value in having like players with tenure that you know have been around the organization for a long time and have been around the, been around the league for a long time, just to kind of have some sort of anchor so people kind of have. Especially if Shaq Thompson seems like a good dude. He seems like a good, uh, he's a good vet to have, and so you know that's that's it. There's there's value in that beyond just like you know let's just trim the roster down as to like bare to like skin and bones, just to have lots of cap space to sign players that are probably of similar value to Shaq Thompson. They just are new. Yeah, not only that, but it would be different if this was Evero, the new defensive coordinator, coming in and like blowing up the defense and restarting. That's yeah. not what he's doing. He's taking the the main pieces from last year and kind of building the defense in his own image in that way and kind of working with what they have. And Shaq yeah. Thompson is a big part of that because he's the leader of the defense, most veteran defensive player they have, at least they had this year. Um, mm. So that's where I kind of just say, you know what? He's, he's a guy that Evero specifically mentioned he wanted to work with when he got here. So I'm all right with keeping him around. I mean, yeah. He's fine. He does what he he does. He does his job. He's not he's not Luke Keekley. He's not Thomas Davis. Frankie Louvu's definitely more of the splash play type guy. But you do need someone else to be there to do all the other things that linebackers do, like play pass coverage, take on blocks, call the plays, tackle people. Yeah, call plays. So yeah, <laughs> so so yeah. But let's get into the uh, the signings that were made. So first of all, Panthers the very first. Yeah, I'm just going off. Of, I'm just going off of the first. I'm going off of as we reported them on CSR. So first one that was reported <laughs> was uh, defensive tackle Shy Tuttle, former Saints defensive tackle. Uh, he is slated to play nose tackle for the Panthers in their three-four base defense, which I think people are overthinking the whole three-four base thing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's it's funny because like I've had this conversation with people a lot, and it's like. Uh, not a lot, but it's just like when people get very worked up over how pieces fit together and like three, four defenses and four, three defenses and stuff. And it's just like, I get optimizing personnel for the formation, but like, it's not rigid, right? Like you can mm-hmm. call something a three, four, but like the way, the way, the role you have a nose tackle play doesn't have to be the same in every three, four. And like every play doesn't have to come out of a three, four defense. And like, you know, there's, there's mixing and matching and shuffling things around all the time. No, I mean the large majority of uh, defensive snaps anymore are played out of a, a zo- out of like a nickel defense anyway. Whether it's a right a big nickel or like it's not usually your typical like three down linemen, two two linebackers on the outside, two linebackers on the inside. That doesn't happen as often anymore. Uh, right. So I don't think it's that big of a deal that this guy has mainly played in the four three because I mean 
in the end, it's a lot of the same responsibilities. It's just sometimes they shade more into the inside as a nose tackle for the three, four. And I'm not worried about it. All I know is that he was productive for the saints and the Panthers needed to bring in more defensive linemen. I hope they bring in more. So. Yeah. Also not concerned about his size. I think that was the other thing I saw was like, he's too light to play nose tackle, but that's, I don't think that really means anything, right? Like weight alone doesn't qualify you to play the position. It's just your ability to hold up in the middle and to hold up against double teams and stuff like that. And if you can do that, then you're fine. doesn't matter how much you weigh. Not only that, but I mean, like they have guys like Marquand McCall, who's a big motherfucker. Um, yeah. Where if they need, if the role that the guy needs to specifically play is I need you to take up as many bodies as possible. It's not like they have to put him there. Like there's been, right nose tackles in the league in the league in the past where they were they were fast and they were their their objective was to be disruptive not necessarily to you know be fat and take up space so right that's and that's what i'm saying right like it doesn't have to be just like i think people get very yeah in, no, like, in a box you, yeah yeah <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah no we're, i'm just kind of like further along what we're talking about yeah like it's a, it's mm-hmm. it's people get very in a box of like this is what this position does this is what this position does and it's like there's more than one ways to approach that more than one way to approach that and then like you said there are um hefty hefty guys on the roster to do the like hey just plug it up in like short yard situations if we get to that point in different times but yeah on the whole i think you rather i think you'd rather have someone that's disruptive than someone that's like just kind of in the way mm-hmm. if you had to pick between the two yep there's a lot of speed on this defense already, so having a guy like him who's going to be more disruptive might not be a bad thing. So we'll see how it works out, but Evero it was a very highly sought-after defensive coordinator, so I'm going to trust the process with him. Yeah. So. Um, second piece on defense. The Panthers signed safety Von Bell, who a lot of Bengals fans were upset that they let him go. I know you're a big safety guy, so you're probably pumped, right? Oh, I mean, I... I was a little bit shocked because he's more of a strong safety type, but I think they, I think bringing him in, what the whole point was, okay, Xavier Woods, Von Bell can be your just two safeties in a lot of plays, and that gives them a lot of flexibility with Jeremy Chin to move him wherever they want. I think that's the goal is to have Jeremy Chin kind of play linebacker, big nickel, move him around the line of scrimmage where he's always been the most successful, and I think you just had to bring in a veteran like Von Bell, who's been successful in this league. Um, he was a very he was a very well uh, thought of captain for the Bengals. So I think that's just a great move in order to give you the ability to to, to fuck around with Jeremy Chin a little bit. Right. Like you said, uh, when teams say when we talk about teams being three, four base, they very rarely are actually in three, four. And mm-hmm. um, and Jeremy and having two starting caliber safeties along with Jeremy Chin allows you to play what is kind of like a three, three, five, three, four. Like it's kind of interchangeable, right? Like where you can consider Jeremy Chin, the fourth linebacker or the fifth DB kind of just based on alignment and keep the same personnel. Yeah. And that allows that flexibility and you don't have to necessarily sub people out and you get to play to Jeremy Chin strengths more. Yeah. Which is to be aggressive at the line of scrimmage. So I am okay with it. Um, third, third new face that they signed, um, Andy Dalton, the red rocket. That was an interesting one. Not, (laughs) I personally, 
I personally am completely fine with it because the Panthers were telegraphing already. They're like, we're going to draft a quarterback, but we're probably going to bring in a veteran. That's just the Frank Reich right. thing to do. Like he always had somebody there like Nick Foles or J- Jacoby Brissett. Like he always had some kind of backup plan there where he could throw that guy in there if he needed to. So feels like five mil a year, two years. But I did notice a lot of Panthers fans were a little upset about it. I thought that was interesting. Um, there's definitely something about like the whole, you know, cause I think people still hold on to the early, like Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, um, you know, where everybody wanted to defend Cam. So we had to hate Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton was like, <laughs> oh, his team can't, yeah, Cam might just be like way better at everything, but Andy Dalton's team is winning more. So really who's better. And I think that built up a lot of resentment for Andy Dalton, like in the fan base. I can see that. Um, and you know we're still grappling with that, especially because Cam's not in the league right now. Um, yeah, I but... did. I did make. I did upset Walker a little bit when I made a comment about that in the Slack chat. So. <laughs> yeah. So there's I, I, there's that, but um, it, it's funny. And Andy Dalton is apparently like one of the nicest people ever. And obviously he understands what he's here for. It's the exact same thing that happened with him in Chicago. Um, like he's here to play if he needs to, but also to be like a, a another kind of like quarterback coach and like another pair of eyes for the, for the rookie that we're obviously going to draft. Yeah. Justin Fields mentioned that he thought that Dalton was a very good mentor. And it's funny because now, Whoever the rookie is that they bring in, they have Andy Dalton, a very veteran quarterback who can still play, and Josh McCown are both going to have their, going to both be in the room with him, helping help him coach him up and stuff. So I very much that, like this pick. Dalton that, does not that. strike me as the type to uh, to think that he's going to, you know, be the starter, take the team to the Super Bowl, you know, have a career resurgence. He very much seems to know his role. No, also that quarterback room, the hair in there, oh boy, between <laughs> yeah. Andy Dalton and Josh McCown. <laughs> Yeah. Um. But yeah. Also, you know, Andy Dalton just started uh, was the torchbearer to pass the torch to Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback in Chicago. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, just same thing. Yeah. Let's do that again. I'll take him. He's making a lot. He's making less too. Like the, I want to say the Bears gave him like an eighteen million dollar one year deal. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a lot this, more money there. <laughs> yeah. Well, they basically told him like you'd be started. He'll be starting to begin. So we're in this, this is definitely doesn't seem like that situation at all. It very much seems like if you have to start great, but no promises. So yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's hopefully we don't see a lot of Andy Dalton next year, but it's a good signing. Like it's the perfect, we need like bridge quarterback signing, right? Like very veteran guy, not terrible. Like, very easily to get along with and is very willing to step into a role where he's a mentor type player and exactly. trust that he like, and he has enough success to like have weight in his opinion and stuff. And it's different than having like, I know there was talk about like, you know, maybe Sam Darnold come back and be like that bridge quarterback, but Sam Darnold is also competing for like the fate of his NFL career. Mm-hmm. It's not the same dynamic as if you get someone who's a 35 year old, who's accepted that at this point in his career, he's a backup or mentor. Like it's a very different dynamic as opposed to like, I think Sam Darnold, if he's here, he's still helping the rookie. He still knows what he's doing, but he also has. And like, there's no, this is not to say it's a fault with him because he should, he would have more selfish motivations because he's still trying to save his career too. Right. As opposed to like, 
someone who's at Andy Dalton's point in his career where he has one goal and that's to help the young guy. Yeah. And I mean, even Dar- to, to Donald's credit, like when the whole Baker Mayfield situation came on, he took it in the chin like a champ and he very much oh, yeah. seemed to be a positive, but you're right though. Like, cause it's one of those things where even if he is being the paramount team player, like supporting the guy and whatnot, yeah. it's not the same situation because Darnold could be out of the league next year where Dalton's Dalton's had his had his fill. He's gotten his contracts. He's gotten paid. It's not like he's kind of like there's never there's not that that thing in his brain where he's like, I would like to win this job. Right. Plus, Andy Dalton, for his if we do want to talk about selfish motivations, he's got to prove to the rest of the league. Look at how good of a young quarterback mentor I am, because that's how you extend your career. Mm -hmm. Like, if. Like, you know, uh, if you're trying to still collect some paychecks and still end up on an NFL roster and you're like getting kind of up there in age and you're getting a little washed, if you can be like, yeah, but like, look at how good I am at coaching up the young guys. Then, you know, the next team that drafts a rookie quarterback is going to be like, you know, Andy Dalton's been doing pretty well on that thing. Let's, let's yeah, sign he's him. a safe guy. to He's a safe guy to bring in where I don't have to worry about him fucking my guy's uh, mentality up. Right, so, yeah. So it's just yeah. yeah, that's 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 how you get your like little second wind for your career. Mm-hmm. Um which he's I mean he's getting running out of time on that one too. But you know, you can get like one more contract out of that if he does a good job helping Absolutely. the next quarterback do a good job. And even then that's valuable experience if he ever wants to transition into coaching. I mean Josh yep. McCown did that, so Right. So Which by the way, uh, an aside have you watched those videos of Josh McCown like scouting the quarterback class? I watched Anthony Richardson just because I wanted someone to convince me that I might be wrong about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched a little a little Will Levis as well. And in both instances, I was like, okay, I wouldn't be mad if they took him because, simply because of what Josh McCown was saying and breaking down the film. That was very good stuff. Uh, Josh McCown did Anthony Richardson? I didn't see that. But um... – uh, I think I thought he did Anthony Richardson. I know he did Will Levis, but maybe I'm wrong about. He Richardson. did. I know. I I, I, he did. I know he did Levis, Stroud, and Young. But I, yeah. uh, I see. Just hearing him talk, I see why like the Texans were like, we should hire him to be our head coach, even though he has like no coaching experience. And then I see why he's so highly thought of as a quarterbacks coach, just like how the way he speaks, and then also just like he's got the right like accent and like mm-hmm. and uh, the right cadence of how he talks. And he has like so much enthusiasm. Like I could be, like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy could sell me anything football related, and I'd believe him. Yeah, he he made me he made me okay with them potentially taking uh, Will Levis after I watched a little bit of it. So that's, that's saying something because you should not be yeah. okay with the Panthers taking Will Levis. No, first, I mean, if they do the whole trade back thing. Well, this was before. This was before that. This <laughs> okay. Ninth, this okay. Was the ninth overall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's okay. I can we can yeah we can level with that. But yeah, first overall, it's like let's not let's not do that. No, yeah, that, now I'd be a little upset about it anyway. But he, <laughs> it's just one of those things where he knows enough about the game where he can point out like because it wasn't just him like giving like stroking the guy's ego. Like he he was basically like this is why coaches have concerns about Will Levis. This is why I have yeah. concerns about him. But. The guy can, the guy throws the ball extremely naturally, which is something I didn't really even think of until he brought it up. But the fact that the guy can sling the ball without having to really put all of his put everything into it is certainly a good thing for for a guy like Will Levis. So 
yeah, I very much am excited to see what McCown brings to this room, especially since he will be pairing up with several people to hopefully groom the franchise quarterback for the Panthers. I, I did see, I know we we're kind of going off on a tangent to kind of relate it to the first part, but I did see people reading into uh, his CJ Stroud video because he had, he said a lot of wheeze in it. And <laughs> uh, like, he's like, he was talking about CJ Stroud has a tendency to uh, take his uh, left hand off the football when he's moving around, like if he's escaping mm-hmm. the pocket and stuff. And he's like, that's something we'll work on in the spring. That's something we'll work on. Like we'll coach him up on in the spring. And he gets in, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it in the spring. And people are like, huh? So I, I think, it, <laughs> I assume he was using like a Royal Wii, right? Like, no, know. that's just, that's the kind of like dialect with someone like that. And he, I think he yeah. was doing the same thing in the Will Levis thing where he was just using the word we as in like, just as people, as yeah. coaches or whatever, like, you know, in, in a very general yeah. sense, but I could see why people would be reading into that. So, right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and uh, so, so, but it was funny because people are like reading into that, like, He's he already knows that he's gonna have CJ Stroud on his team. Like, I don't think that's exactly what he meant, but mm-hmm. we can. We'll, we'll sure we'll roll with it. It was several weeks before he was even signed. I think so. I don't know. It was we'll why see. he was the. Uh, I think he was the coach here. I mean, unless they changed the title of the YouTube videos because it says like Panthers quarterback coach Josh McCown scout. CJ I Stroud. believe they did change the titles because yeah. I want to say that the one I was watching was like over a month old and McCown had just signed as the Panthers quarterback coach. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I could be making that up. I don't know. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's from January 13th. The CJ yeah. Stroud one. Yeah. Uh, I think I, it was. Just, I think they just changed it to, you know, promote engagement as you should as a social right. media. Person. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, um, yeah. I'm trying to find when he got hired. When did he get hired here? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, he's got a long Wikipedia page. Yeah. It was a month yeah. before he. Because <laughs> he, uh... he played for every team in the NFL. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's got well, that's a long time in the NFL. Um, anyway, what were you gonna say? Oh, nothing. I'm just, I'm pretty sure it was like February or so. Yeah, it was February. It was like a month after. It was like February 10th. Yeah, so that sounds about right because that was when I was right in the mode of like, all right, I'm gonna try to talk myself into Will Levis because I have a feeling we're not gonna get Young or, or Stroud, which luckily I was wrong about. So, <laughs> well, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, hopefully you're not, or hopefully you were, because yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind yeah. of already on the on the in, on the train, especially for mm-hmm. CJ Stroud. I'm just kind of like I'm already uh, watching YouTube videos and watching highlights and stuff. Getting excited, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. Um, but yeah, what well, last little bits from free agency? So. Don't need to really touch on this much, but it's the alleged reports, which there hasn't been really anything uh, concrete yet, but the alleged reports are Zane Gonzalez has been earmarked as the Panthers kicker this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they also gave the, essentially, the they tendered Sam Franklin, which basically just means if another team gives them an offer, the Panthers have the right to match it. Um, so though there were conflicting reports saying that Eddie Pinheiro, they they were interested in bringing him back. So I guess that'll just play out over the next several weeks um probably the the re-signing that made everybody the happiest was the panthers brought back bradley bozeman on a three-year deal yeah that's that's i think everybody's favorite move so far like universally yeah like it's not the most impactful but i think it's the most universally like uh you know praise move that they've made that no one's complained about yeah i mean the offensive line became more uh physical 
and like the run game really picked up once he turned once he uh took over his mm-hmm. center so and i think that's going to be their identity in the future just because they're going to need to find receivers for the new quarterback they also got to find a running back if it's not deontay foreman um but yeah i think he makes a lot of sense glad he got his got glad he got his three-year deal because the panthers got him real cheap last year um coming from the ravens so very happy for him. Unfortunately for Pat Elfline, that meant he was released, giving the Panthers another four and a half million in cap space. So, for the first time in oh, over a decade at this point, uh, the Panthers are returning all five of their starters from the last game of the season last year. Crazy. So that's pretty cool. That never yeah. happens. Not not for the Panthers. Usually, yeah, usually we're I mean. trying out at least one undrafted free agent at one of those tackle <laughs> right. positions. To, right. Yeah. Oh, you play defensive tackle? Great, you can play right tackle. Yeah, you you can figure that out. It's not that hard. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You know you all play. the things, all the things that make it hard for you to do your defensive tackle job. Just do that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you played right tackle? Well, you're left-handed, so we'll put you at left tackle. You should be <laughs> fine, right? Your arms are like a little shorter. Maybe we just put you in a guard. You'll figure it out. Mm. Yeah, you'll figure it out. It's fine. Physical dimensions matter. Mm-hmm. But overall, very happy with uh, this crazy week. Um, Panthers have the first overall pick. They seem to be making a lot of moves that make sense, but nothing that really breaks the bank or is overly uh, splashy, which I think is probably the best way to go about things when you're trying to assemble the roster around your quarterback. You already have enough good pieces, but wide receivers, we're going to need some of those tight ends. We might need a couple of those. Hopefully, like somebody like Mike Zicky, that would be cool. But yeah, overall, very they're very they seem like they're being methodical and smart with all all of their signings so far. Yep. Yeah. So far, everything's got got my stamp of approval, which is I know everybody was waiting to hear. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I, I I like the approach so far, and everything's very like under control. They haven't like splurged or anything, and then um. It's setting us up for next year being the big year, right? Like, I think as of right now, the Panthers have like a hundred million dollars in cash space next year. Yeah, and, and none of the none of the deals that they've made this season or this off season have really hurt that too much. I mean, there is going to be bleed over from yeah signing but bonuses, but yeah, yeah. That, but that's other than and then like and then you have the Brian Burns extension, but other than that, there's not really anybody coming up where you're like they have they have all that salary cap space but they have to retain these players it's mm-hmm. pretty wide open so yeah this issue feels like kind of a gap year right to kind of like get the ball like get the get the get the, the the machine heading in the right direction and then um build on it from there and i think they're doing yep. the right taking the right steps to start that yeah they are <clears throat> they are and i definitely don't feel like they're trying to be bad i think they're trying to be decent um and in in ways that make sense rather than go out there and like break Mm. the bank for a wide receiver on in free agency i think they're being very smart about it so we'll see yeah um but yeah i mean they have no incentive to be bad because we don't have a first round pick next year so um but yeah it's like i think there's always this hesitancy that uh it's more so in basketball but i think football it's like bled into football too where like if you're not competing for a super bowl you shouldn't be getting better. You should be trying to get good draft capital, but like there is value to incremental improvements and setting a foundation that you can build on. 
You know, that's a very good point, and it's I actually think about it as far as the offensive line for this year. Um, like, yeah, last year, Steve Wilkes and the very run-focused offense that they had went ahead and tried to win games, but I think that you saw that, and a coach like Frank Reich goes, okay, we have a good foundation in place here with this offensive line. That's why you retain right. Brad- Bradley Bozeman you have the power rushing game there. Like granted they won more games than you wanted to, which meant they've ended up being put in a position where they need to trade up to the first overall pick. But now you see the benefits of the things that they already have on the roster. Like keeping the offensive right. line together was clearly important. That's why they gave Bradley Bozeman a, what I'd call a long-term extension compared to what he had before. Yeah. That's why you didn't, that's why you retained Shaq Thompson. That's why you built, you got people to build around what you had, not blew it up. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. Like, you know, you having a positive end to the season was not a was not a bad thing because now you you know what you're building around. Right. As opposed to just shutting everybody down and then you're like kind of guessing at who the good who the players are we want to retain and like what kind of what are the pieces that we have? Because all we did was mm-hmm. try out a bunch of players that are gonna get cut anyway. Like that Right. Sure, you maybe trade less to get the first pick or you're in a position to draft a quarterback, but then kinda you don't really know anything else. Mm-hmm. Then, in all likelihood, Brian Burns is the one you get sh- that gets shipped off for the Bears pick, and not DJ Moore. So yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, no, we don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anything else you'd that like to add, John? Any other lasting thoughts? Uh, no, I think we I think we touched on everything. Yeah, I think we covered it all pretty well. Um, well. Free agency is certainly not over. I would expect the Panthers to address the running back position at the very least. We'll probably see, hopefully, Adam Thielen. I would like to see Adam Thielen in a Panthers uniform, but wide receivers added as well. So we'll have all that coverage for you here on catscratchreader.com. Stay tuned, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you as we near the draft in the first overall pick. See you.